Hello, I am Crystal Craven, a singer, a songwriter, and a worship leader who is passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. Well, let's jump in here to Luke 12, verses 41 through 48. And it says, Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for all? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and wise manager, whom his servant will set over his household to give them the portion of food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find doing so when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that servant says to himself, My master is delayed in coming, and begins to beat the male and female servants, and to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not know, and will cut him in pieces and put him with the unfaithful. And that servant who knew his master's will but did not get ready or act according to his will, will receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know and did what deserved a beating will receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much was given, of him much will be required. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. Now, Peter here asked a good question. Who is this message for? And when we read the consequences of the disobedience, they are severe. So we kind of should know who Jesus is telling this to, right? Now, Jesus says here that his message is for all who are servants of God. So to the servants who are faithful and wise stewards of what God has entrusted to them, they will be blessed and rewarded. But to the servants who say to themselves, my master is delayed in his coming, and they decide to mistreat other servants and they love the things of the world, they will face the consequence upon the master's arrival, which will come upon them unexpectedly. It's really interesting that we read about varying consequences because servants who aren't obedient will all face consequences but some of them will be more severe than others. But we see very clearly in this that the varied severity of the negative consequence is based on the knowledge of the master's will. Now, we could get into the details of the servants who will receive, you know, what the parables described as a beating. But I think the more important aspect for us to focus on here is the difference between the servants who will receive a beating and then the servants who won't. So sure, a lighter beating is better than a severe beating, but isn't no beating at all better? Right, so the difference between whether or not a servant will receive a negative consequence or not is based on their obedience to the master's will. Now, as we read these distinctions, we should want to be a faithful and a wise servant. The master trusts this type of servant and he gives them responsibility over his household. And this is 
one who leads and serves their fellow servants and looks out for them and not beating them like the unfaithful and the disobedient servant was described as doing. He's not taking advantage of them or lording over them. Now, it's easy to put ourselves immediately into the place of the faithful and wise servant, right? When we read through this, we're like, oh no, I'm the faithful and wise servant. But we don't want to miss this opportunity to self-reflect and to make sure that we are indeed falling into that category and not just deceiving ourselves. Because quite honestly, it's much easier to be lazy and mean and selfish because that's our natural tendency as sinners. Faithfulness comes from loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And wisdom comes from asking God for it. And in this process of self-reflection and being completely honest with yourself, are you doing these things? Because in short, it takes abiding in Jesus to produce the fruit that comes from a faithful and wise servant. This last part, it says, Everyone to whom much was given, of him much will be required. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. As a follower of Jesus, you have been entrusted with things. Now, these may look different from person to person. Uh, the most obvious differences are would be things like um, a pastor. You know, he's been entrusted with feeding and equipping the congregation, along with his first ministry of his wife and his children, if he has them. And then a prayer ministry leader has been entrusted with faithful intercession for the saints of that church body, and then following up with people who submit prayer requests. And then even for people who aren't, you know, necessarily in an official position of leadership within their church, uh, maybe they fold bulletins, or maybe they greet people as they come in for the service, or maybe they make coffee to have available as people walk in. These are all things that have been entrusted to them different things entrusted to different people, but the underlying requirement of both is faithfulness to obey God in what he's entrusted to them. So let me ask you this. What have you been entrusted with? What has God called you to do for him as his servant? And have you been faithful to do it? These can be kind of hard questions to reflect on sometimes. You know, in seasons where you're hitting home runs in faithfully serving the Lord, these questions are easy and they can even be encouraging as you can truthfully answer, yes, yes, I have been faithful. (laughs) But in those seasons where you know you've been struggling in your faithfulness, or maybe you even gotten to the point of thinking God's arrival has been delayed, And so you're focusing on the wrong things and you're being guided by your flesh. It is in those times that these types of questions can bring on feelings of shame and you you want to avoid answering those questions. And if that is you, today is the day to seek God's forgiveness, to renew your mind and to get back on track with the Lord. We all have missteps sometimes. But if you stumble and you stay there, then you'll end there. 
And you don't want to end up there when Jesus comes back. So this is a call to obedience to God's will and walking faithfully and wisely with all that we've been entrusted with by God. So if if you're in that first boat and you are on track with that today, right on, my fellow sibling and servant in Christ, like air high fives. But if you're not, I truly hope that you receive these words as I am intending them to be that friendly hand being held out to help you stand back up and get back on track, that pat on the back to encourage you. Our Lord and Savior is coming back soon, and I don't want any one of you to be found in disobedience upon his arrival. Now, we're going to end out today with a song, which you may have heard, um, and it's just it's meant to encourage you, you know, as you're waiting in expectation for God to come back to not be like that servant that's just hanging out and not being mindful of, of serving in the way that God has called, but to love like Jesus, to walk and talk and serve like him, to love people like him as we wait in expectation for his return. So here it is. This is While I Wait Here.
and originally written songs like the one you just heard, visit crystalcravenmusic.com. And that is Crystal with a K and Craven with a C.